morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Where you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast, where I will talk about any and everything. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Hey, yo, I got a couple of shout outs this week, so bear with me. I'm going to try to run through them really quickly, though. But my first one goes to anyone that listens to the podcast out there currently that has gone over to my All You Listening Now podcast YouTube channel and subscribed. Now, you can find that channel on YouTube by searching, you know, for Are You Listening Now podcast, and it will take you right to the page. Um, the channel is still, you know, fairly new, and I'm adding content there as quickly as I can, but the support you all provide is greatly, greatly appreciated. My next shout out goes to the Undisputed Goats of women's MMA and in my personal opinion just one of the greatest fighters of all time men or women for that matter in Amanda Nunes who announced her retirement last night after winning her title match much like I have said uh, when it comes to some of the other goats and their respective sports one day we might see somebody that is better than her but they are going to have to be otherworldly to top what Amanda has done in the MMA world. And so big ups to her as she rides into the sunset as the greatest women fighter and one of the greatest fighters to ever do it. My next shout out is fairly new, but he's also, in my opinion, the GOAT of tennis and that is Novak Djokovic who today won the French Open and now is one Grand Slam title ahead of my favorite tennis player in Rafael Nadal so again congrats to Novak considering all that man went through with the whole COVID situation and being banned from certain tournaments because of his lack of his lack of the vaccine it's just glad to see that my man is still rolling He's the greatest tennis player who ever played. And again, much like Amanda, we might see somebody one day that rolls up there and possibly can challenge him as the greatest. But as of this exact moment, it is Novak. And I think any player who, any person who watches tennis or anybody who has played tennis knows that it's Novak Djokovic. But ladies and gentlemen, Nevertheless, wherever you all may be listening, I certainly hope you have had a very, very good week because I know that I have as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for taking time out of your day to download and listen to the podcast. As you all know, the podcast nowadays gets played anywhere podcasts are being played. So when you get around to telling your friends, family members, loved ones, relatives, neighbors, just somebody you randomly meet at the parking lot at the grocery store, they can find the podcast anywhere podcasts are being played by searching for Are You Listening Now podcast on those different platforms. Much like on YouTube, there is a way to like the show, rate the show, and even subscribe to the show. So if you enjoy the content you're listening to here by doing that, it'll greatly, greatly help me out. It'll help push the show to other listeners as well. So I try to interact as much as I possibly can. 
And again, it just helps promote the show. In the description of the show notes, I'll leave timestamps for every segment of the show. So that way, if you're a little crunched for time, don't have an opportunity to listen to the entire podcast. You can time skip your way straight to the favorite segment of the show. So look for those options in the description. But on today's show, I'm going to dive straight in today because I already know that I'm going to make a lot of folks mad um, about what I'm about to say. And I'm probably going to be demonetized on YouTube. And I just got started <laughs> there. But um, this needs to be said because it is in line with what I have talked about on the podcast before. And the things happening now just validates everything that I have actually said in the past. This is going to be one of, you know, it's going to be a pretty long segment. So grab a cold drink and a snack and buckle up for this one. For any new listeners um, to the podcast. So back on episodes 93 and 94, and I'll actually leave links to those podcasts in the show description so that way you don't have to go scroll and find it. I talked about why does including people means we have to exclude people when trying to incorporate the LBGTQIA plus folks into our society. It seemed to me that if the only thing people from that group and people who support that group wanted was, you know, to be able to live and let live and do what they wanted in society and then all would be good, right? If that was to happen, then, you know, that was the messaging that was told to us by that community, right? I mean, if you look at it, I mean, President Obama back in 2012 pushed his support behind the group and made sure gay marriage was passed. And then back in 2015, even the Supreme Court made it legal in all 50 states. I mean, heck, even before that, in the 2010s, the don't ask, don't tell bill was repealed so gay and lesbian people wouldn't get discriminated from the military based on sexual preferences. More and more polls came out actually showing that Americans, despite their own beliefs, did not care about gay and lesbians being together and being a part of society. Sure. Now, was there some people that were opposed you know, to, you know, gay and lesbian people being together, of course. But I think that any good minded thinking person knows that getting 100 percent compliance on anything isn't going to happen, especially around a topic such as this. There are many other things um, that were done also, but with these things, one would think that Equality into society had been achieved since that was the alleged ingo. As more and more time went on, I noticed a startling trend with this movement that changed my viewpoint and opened my eyes to what the ingo was for that group and their supporters the whole time. Equality was never the goal. It couldn't be because if so, everything I listed above would have sufficed, but it didn't because the true end goal isn't equality, but control. 
Now, this is nothing new since the need to control has been a part of human culture since mankind fell in the garden, but this time is taking a different form. You see, now equality and acceptance means you have to agree and believe everything that I do because if you don't, it means that you don't accept me. It means that you have this hate towards me and people who think like me, and most likely you are some form of phobia depending on what you don't actually agree with when it pertains to that movement. For what seems like forever, equality and acceptance normally meant being able to do everything in that culture society that any other person or group of people could actually do. But as we have come to see and realize, that's not good enough anymore. They have to get everyone thinking the exact same way. It's gotten so bad that even church leaders that have been standing on principles have actually started to turn. Which, by the way, the words in those books, whether they be the Bible or any other holy book, has not actually changed at all. So why those men and women have changed is a interesting thought experiment. Now, why are other people and corporations now falling in line with the way the LGBTQIA plus groups want everybody to think. Some of it could be their way of thinking has changed. I mean, that's possible, but I believe that is driven more out of fear for either, be, for either being labeled some phobia, which the mainstream will take and run with, or having to meet some alleged ESG score funded by BlackRock. Now, oh, real quick, um, good people, um, side note, another tactic in this war for control that this group and their supporters have been using for quite some time is changing the meaning of words. I'm sure you all have noticed this and we've noticed it by certain things like for now, for whatever reason, people can't define what women and men mean anymore in society, which is insanity. And even with the word phobia, they are trying to actually change it from being a anxiety disorder defined by a persistent and excessive fear or an object or situation to meaning you just don't agree with me. From the people that I have met, like myself, that disagree with that lifestyle, I can assure you that none of us are physically or mentally scared of anybody who actually thinks or wants to live that lifestyle. To get back on track though, uh, before I get deeper down that rabbit hole, let's take a look at some of the things that that is happening right now as we speak. Remember when we were told that the LGBTQ plus group, that they aren't trying to have drag queens at school and they weren't trying to indoctrinate children and they weren't trying to get kids on puberty blockers and making them believe they needed to have surgery to quote unquote, be what you feel like being. Yeah. I remember that bold face line now that was being told to us and pushed by the media and even still right now to this day by some folks is being pushed, even though it's just blatantly in our face. Well, 
with gaining control comes lying. And in spite of the obvious morale wrong that's being done here, especially with the children, um, this is lying about their stance and their agenda, which should be a telltale sign of this movement and their agenda being corrupt. This agenda is going to continue to be pushed because, again, the goal was always control. Now, I love me a good theory and I have one as to why this is actually getting pushed so much. Not saying this is based on fact. I'm just using observation to craft this theory. So let's dive into it. Yes, I do know that I just actually said that the whole, you know, goal was control, but I think it's even deeper than that. So way back, if you go back into the way back machine on episode 71, I think I'm actually going to actually include a link um, to that episode as well. So that way you don't actually have to um, do all that work. But I talked about the great reset that is trying to be done by the World Economic Forum and those individuals that are a part of that group and how they want to take the world to a globalist mindset. The main way they are trying to do it is by convincing everyone that you must think and do as they do. They believe that's the way China is run by Xi Jinping and even how Mao ran China prior and even during the Cultural Revolution back in 1966 is the best way to go. For anyone, you know, maybe listening that never heard of Mao uh, in China, uh, let's just say that he makes Xi Jinping look like a saint. I'm not joking. He actually really does when you start to dig into his history. By the start and end of the revolution that Mao led, a estimated 80 million people died from him to gain control and form the Republic of China. 80 million people. And that's the guy that the leader of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, wants to model the world after, which tells me all we need to know. When COVID was happening and all we heard was that we just needed to comply and take the shot when it came out or else everyone who didn't were actually bad people that needed to be pushed out of society. It came from all the people that are involved with the WEF and it was just passed down to corporate people who are pretty much in bed with them too. That language sounds awfully similar to what's getting pushed with this current agenda, they have to have all of this happen. It's all tied up in Marxism that was founded by Karl Marx. A little bit of background into Karl Marx real quick. He was a German philosopher that not only didn't believe in the traditional family, sounds familiar, but also thought that having a system with a classless society, which everyone shared the benefits of labor and the government controlled all property and wealth, that that was the best way to go. Sounds similar to the WEF's way of thinking, which is you will own nothing and be happy. See the theme on getting at with all of this? 
this whole gay lesbians and trans agenda is tied to everything that I just talked about. Whether the people who's in that movement know it or not. It's all linked together, in my opinion. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But if I were a betting man, I would put down a pretty healthy wager that I'm not. It does do my heart good, though, um, now to actually see so many people actually pushing back over what is happening now. I know the folks at the WEF isn't happy to see so many people rebel, but until this madness stops, the rebellion will keep happening. We all see now that this was all about control the entire time, but unfortunately for the people who are on, who think and on the side of people who think and live their lives like the people in the WEF, unfortunately for them, they don't have total control yet. And we, the people will continue to fight back to ensure they don't get it so easily. No, for anybody who's going to take the word fight and think I'm actually inciting violence, I am not. No violence, just figuratively fighting back with our words, with our platform such as this to help shed light on the agenda that's being pushed. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch gears a bit to another topic that since the start of this year anyway, it seems like I have heard this narrative being pushed that the number one cause of death for children in the United States is guns. We've had just about everyone from President Biden, VP Harris, Gavin, no good ideas, Newsom, and even celebrities like Jon Stewart come out and say this. And to be honest, when I first heard it, I was stunned. And much like anybody with all the school shootings and mass shootings that has actually happened, I thought that maybe, you know, that was actually completely correct. Then I realized the people that were saying all of this and then how they were all parroting the same thing. And then my contrarianness, since I am a contrarian, kicked in. And I was like, yeah, let me look into this because it could be some bull jive. It could be. Well, it turns out. Yeah, it was some bull jive. So let me walk you all through why you can never trust anything. These gaslighting sycophists are selling. So the report that the likes above are actually referring to as far as, you know, the number one cause of deaths in America for children is guns is from the new England journal of medicine that shows that anyone under the age of 20 killed by guns fits into this definition. This report was actually taken from the CDC, you know, the group that just keeps on giving it was taken from their homicide numbers that were collected. Obviously, I'm sure just by me saying that y'all probably already see the problem with this report, but let's dive into it. For starters, 18 and 19 year olds aren't children. Last I checked, so they shouldn't be counted in this number. Secondly, this study also counted suicides and self-defense killings which doesn't fit 
until their narrative of just kids being shot and killed for no reason. The third point in all of this is also the fact that when you look at gun deaths by age, if you do it from the ages of 17 to 19 years old, they are primarily happening due to something gang and drug related. To quote the Crime Prevention Research Center, the notion that banning guns is going to stop this drug gang violence is simply not serious, end quote. Just like you aren't going to be able to stop gangs from forming and drugs from being sold, banning guns isn't going to do jack squat with stopping those killings. Matter of fact, most of those guns used by those young people aren't legal anyway. So banning guns is just going to keep them away from the law-abiding citizens, which will leave us defenseless against the same criminals that those statistics are basically made from. If you take those numbers out for the suicides and the self-defense killings that children being killed by gun stats gets actually cut anywhere from 30 to 35%. And that is still is not including taking out 17 to 19 year old gang related shootings, which shouldn't be in the data to begin with. This ladies and gentlemen is the definition of gaslighting. This is how you use numbers to actually deceive people. Much like Mark Twain said, there are three untruths in this world, lies, damn lies, and stats. For anybody, though, who's actually worried about the mass shootings, understandably so, and think that's a problem, well, let's look at the data. Let's look at the data on that. So, back from 2019, I know, a little outdated now, but... These numbers aren't always tallied up as quickly as we would like. But from data back in 2019, it actually shows that less than one, actually less than 0.1% of gun deaths are by mass shootings. Matter of fact, most guns used in shootings are handguns and by an overwhelming number. So not the famous AR-15 that the media and the powers that be and the people who are pushing this agenda actually keep trying to point to. Even when you look at homicides done by guns, you would think that our country would be number one on the list of countries, you know, to do this since we have such a crazy gun culture, right? But nope, we don't even make the top 10 of countries. Well, unless you count the U.S. Virgin Islands, which actually made the list, which is kind of interesting to me. Having said that, though, those countries on this list, actually, some of them actually have really strict gun laws, but gun deaths are actually still happening there. Now, I'm actually saying this because we should not just do nothing, but I just think that we need to have a honest conversation about how we can address this matter. Now, I've had my thoughts on this in the past. And after looking further into the data and doing some more extensive research, some of my earlier thoughts, I've actually adjusted slightly. If you've actually, you know, heard it in my previous talks about 
guns. The one thing I do know is this. Taking away guns from everyday people isn't going to stop any of this. It's just going to leave us at the mercy of people who want to cause harm to us. And yes, I'm including our government. Think I'm lying about that? Because I hear some I hear some gun activists. You actually think that the government is going to actually do anything? Or you actually think that with your little pistol, you'll be able to defend yourself against the government? Not the point. Looking, though, at recent history, we have seen too many countries force or persuade their citizens to actually give up their guns. And then what we saw happen in Canada and Australia, for example, starts to happen. How lockdowns, people getting maimed in the street and beaten and defenseless. Think that won't happen over here if people give up their guns? As American citizens, we have to address the gun problem, I agree, but we also can't allow banning or taking away of guns. It's a right that they know they can't take. We have to actually give it to them. Let's use the examples we have seen around the world as examples for us not to relinquish our freedoms. All right, ladies and gents, that is it for today's show. Thank you very much again for taking time out of your busy day to download. Again, if you enjoy the content you're listening to here on those different podcasting and even on YouTube, like, subscribe to the show, leave a comment. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Until next time, I will talk to you all later. Be safe. Be blessed. Peace.